0: Game boys. Hey there, internet! Welcome to another episode of the Game Boys podcast. My name is Lux, and joining me, as always, he's waiting on a absolutely perfect Midgar special. It's Griffin Davis. What's a Midgar special? The f- special p- pizza that Jesse's mom makes. When, you, you're far. Fo- that's a spoiler. That can't be a spoiler. You said you were going to the react- to Reactor Five already. Oh, then maybe I didn't pay attention. Yeah, definitely. I definitely <laughs> thought of my Final Fantasy VII joke with your text in mind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when you go, when you go to her, her mom's house, she's making pizza.
0: Yeah, and then fucking uh, wedge won't shut the fuck up about how good the Midgar special is. It's okay, infuriating.
1: Well. Um, Hell yeah, dude. I would love a, I'd love I'd love for someone to make me food right now cuz all I've been doing is making myself food and it's not a skill that I'm going to improve on. I, it's not not because I can't, but because all my RAM is is used up on learning how to get better at Warzone. How's Warzone going, dude? It's going great. It's going very good. I'm very excited. I want to talk more about that in a second. Um, but it's a, it's one of our, uh, oh, ding, 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 a big release episode. Yeah,
0: ding, ding, this. ding. <laughs>
1: um, don't put a sound effect in there. Just leave my, my, my awful, awful ding in there. Uh, we've got Jared Bauer from Wisecrack back on. He's the head, he's the face, and he's the bod. It's Jared Bauer. What's up, guys?
0: Our official New Games correspondent. Yeah, Mm -hmm. glad Uh, to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. Glad to have the occasion to have you because this is such a crazy game we're going to talk about today. Um, mm-hmm. But first, I guess we'll ask the question we ask all the time, although in this case, probably sort of self evident. But what have you been playing lately, Jared? All
2: right. Now, before I answer that question, I've actually come today to demand satisfaction from Griffin because I don't, do know, I don't know if you remember, but you challenged me to a fight in some episode previously. I, 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 I don't doubt uh, you.
1: Yeah, I did not. R- such <laughs> a I don't long remember, list. but I believe you. <laughs>
2: so i all right i've come to demand satisfaction but uh other than final fantasy 7 uh remake i have been playing neo or Nio 2 oh
0: oh we yeah. talked about our both of our respective like maybe we should play that <laughs> approaches to that game on the have you show played before? the first one at all no, no. But the second one seems kind of fun it's
2: very similar to the first one they add another level of complexity which was really not needed and it's so hard so hard uh, Wait, but, do you
0: – sorry, I, I got to know more about this. Do you remember which episode Griffin said he wanted to fight you?
2: No, I don't, but it was definitely an episode probably like four months ago or something. <laughs> All
1: right. What, cool. did I want, what, did I, what did I want to fight you about? I'm going to be was, like the guy It was, it in- was so <laughs> random. It
2: was just like, uh, oh, you know what? I know what it was. it was. It was in the section who watches the Watchmen and Lux had – and, and I think I was – On the previous episode, and I had told Lux that, oh, I think they're probably going to like, you know, switch up their systemic argument. And then Lux said, yeah, I think that to Jared's point, they did do it after last night's episode. And then Griffin spontaneously said, and by the way, I challenged Jared to a fight. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the game boys podcast everyone we have a whole I'm universe like, I'd, I'd
1: be like uh, i'd be like if like i was like one of the villains in kill bill but i just did not remember doing any of that stuff so i'm just
0: really confused <laughs> when she, the, shows she shows up, up with a hattori like, hanzo sword and you're like i'm just like do I, yeah do i know yeah, you like,
1: s- sounds like me were but... you were you in a movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, right.
2: yeah, do what you got to hey, do. <laughs> Haley, if you can find it, just slot it in right here. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to challenge, challenge Jared to a Jared fight. fight.
1: Unrelated. Unrelated. Un- that, that's just because Watchmen is one of our is one of the W shows on HBO that really gets me heated. Speaking of, <laughs> uh, who watches Westworld? No, uh, not I, me this season. Not me. No, I gave up. Okay, good. Up. All right. Good, 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 good. The just second me. season
0: bummed me out so bad. I was like, I don't want to do it. Second season whole, is awful
1: third season started off really promising and then it's like all the season two writers were let back in the room. <laughs>
0: the, the barricade broke. They got two episodes down before they were able to bust <laughs> through the double doors. <laughs> the, 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 the shelf holding the double doors together just burst. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Jared. I was just too fucking curious. But yeah, so is Neo too fun?
2: It's, uh, the biggest complaint I've seen about it is that it's too similar to the first one and I'll kind of echo that complaint because visually and mechanics they've added like three extra buttons that you can press it's unnecessarily more complicated in my opinion. But it's new levels, it's new content. I actually never finished the first one. I got to over level 100, and it still wasn't high enough to beat that game. So I really just needed something that tied me over until the FF7 remake came out. So I played Neo 2 for a good two weeks, and I only beat, out of the two weeks, I only beat like three or four levels. Uh, because the game is just so gruelingly difficult. Maybe even more frustrating than Sekiro but it
1: is it's more frustrating than Sekiro for sure I've seen it like the I've seen gameplay and I've also I've just seen like how many bosses there are
2: like, isn't there, like, a, a, over a hundred? Uh, I don't know what you count as a boss. I mean, there's a boss at the end of every level, but there's seemingly like all these mini-bosses that are really fucking annoying that are yeah. m- spread out through every level. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think people get confused because Dark Souls isn't just about a difficulty. It's about it's about a vibe. Um, It's it's about a lot of different things, and I think when people just take one element of Dark Souls and, like, try to like double or outdo them, I'm like, ah, that's not exactly what I like about Dark Souls. Well, I yeah, because
0: what Dark Souls does so well, and and Sekiro and Bloodborne is like it programs you to think about the game in a certain way that it kind of holds up about eighty five percent of the time, and then they fuck with that understanding of the game with boss fights or with puzzles and stuff at other moments. But it's like really clear and like smart, like how the design works. And other games are like those games are hard because it's hard to beat the bosses. So this boss has fifty thousand hit points, and it's just like no, that's not that's not the juice. Yeah, like the reason that X Boss is hard in Dark Souls is because like oh for the past level I've had to learn how to block and this boss is unblockable so now I got to learn a new thing or whatever. I won't, I
2: won't go as far as say that I'm not I don't like it, but mm-hmm. it has frustrated me. I. I I'm probably not gonna finish it. I didn't finish the first one. There's no way I'm gonna finish this one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Neo three. I
0: wish you the best.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, best of luck to you.
0: Lux, what do you what have you been playing? Um, man, I've been going fucking hammer on video games this week. Um, <laughs> I've been so so. Okay, here's what happened: is a couple weeks ago, I think I mentioned the podcast that I borrowed from Forest an external hard drive for the PlayStation, and it didn't work because for whatever reason, cat P or something. Um. And so gross, I, I mean, I don't know if it's cat pee, but he has a lot of cats. Um, so but then I got a new one, a fresh one from the internet and I plugged it on in and was able to get a bunch more games on the PlayStation. So I've been reveling in that. So I've been playing a lot of Madden 20, trying to get cramps McStallion to be the greatest quarterback who's ever lived. Sure. Um, been playing a lot of Vermintide 2 online, which is a super fun, like left for dead, but fantasy Warhammer type game. Um, it's also twenty five bucks on sale with all the DLC right now. A, a chef's kiss of a deal. Um, but it's super fucking fun. It's like just a really easy if you play on you like play as Vermin Supreme. Oh, I wish. <laughs> no, you play as like a fire wizard or an elf or a fucking warrior or whatever. But you can like you there's first first person hand to hand combat stuff, which is always fun. Um, and there's fun range stuff, and there's a little character customization. And it's nice. Uh, but then Friday happened, and everything changed. Yes, um, and I started playing the game we're talking about this week, but we'll get into that. Oh, Absolutely man.
1: insane. We're gonna get to. We're gonna. We're gonna skip through a little bit more. We're gonna go fast speed through the talk through the segments so we can get to the stuff because I know we have a lot to talk about. Um, my my only thing is I'm still I'm playing a lot of Warzone, uh, and I am loving it. Uh, there's still like new things and new layers of the game. I'm learning about, I'm starting to actually like win when like I fight people, uh, but it's taken a while to get there. Uh, and then handle
0: yourself in the gulag now.
1: Oh, I've been handling myself in the Gulag. Um, And other than that, I I just, I've become, and it's related to the game we're going to talk about, but I've become more and more distant from Animal Crossing day by day. Um, And uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to see if I will even care about the game at all uh, next week or if I'll even remember it existed. We shall see.
0: Yeah, I want to revisit Animal Crossing next week because I think there's a 50% chance that I get back into it after this, like, binge of PS4 time I'm having. But mm-hmm. there's also an equal chance that I'm just like, you know, there's a lot more PS4 games out there. And a lot Jared, more Switch are you, games. Are, are
2: you playing Animal Crossing, Jared? I'm not. I've never played an Animal Crossing game, but everyone seems to be talking about it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's definitely it's, it's, fun yeah. and calming, but I just don't know if fun and calming is really my juice right now. Yeah. It's like yeah.
2: In a weird set in a weird way, the Dark Souls game slash Neo slash Sekiro, those are kind of my calming games because I've kind of just like relinquished the desire to win and just <laughs> go just. Keep losing, keep losing, and eventually I get lucky enough to win, and then I just jump out of my seat because I'm so excited because I never yeah. have to fight that fucking boss again.
0: Totally, yeah, that's yeah. A, a real feeling.
1: I mean, I mean, here's what I'll say about Animal Crossing: is like what what and what what Final Fantasy VII made me realize is that like in Animal Crossing you're told that it's fun to love your landlord, but in Final Fantasy you're told it's fun to blow up your landlord's house, and I think that that is like a much more I think that's the antidote to all this horrible uh, capitalist tendencies that Animal Crossing has been just feeding into us. Because I'm like fucking stressed. I log in and I'm like, great. I owe this fucking dude like 348,000 bells. And uh, and it's also like, it's like the keeping up with the Joneses of video games. Because you just look at all your friends' towns and they've been spending way more time. And you're like, my town looks like shit. Uh, And so, yeah, I just... I think I think Final Fantasy is the cure.
0: Yeah, there's a real. Um, I forget we talked about it in a Wisecrack video. It's this Thorstein Veblen idea about oh conspicuous consumption. Um, there's a real conspicuous consumption element to to, uh, to Animal Crossing, just in the sense of like. Yeah, you go to your friend's place, and you're like, how did you get that, like, smoking tobacco shop Native American figurine or whatever? And then they're like, I did this. And you're like, I want one of those. And then you go and you craft it, and you go back to their house, and they're like, now I have a race car or whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. And there's sort of, like, maddening desire to have the best, coolest thing or the things that most fit your aesthetic, which is... Mm Frustrating to me.
1: Uh, Yeah, but we'll get more to that, but uh, we got to get to the game. But first, let's do a segment that we haven't done in a couple
0: weeks. We're doing like a regular episode this week. This is pretty
1: crazy. I know we're back to segments, but I have a lot of fun stories to talk about. Welcome, guys, to Toxic or Toxic. Again, I'll go through the news stories and you'll tell me from the gut if you feel like it's toxic, as in bad incel, gamer culture, paying the full $8 for the Louis C.K. special as opposed to torrenting it, uh, that kind of stuff. Or if it's toxic is in the Britney Spears song, which means it's a good thing, a hit,
0: and a fantastic news story. Wait, Griffin, story before you start, bro- can I ask one question? Yeah. During the given the times, should we change this from toxic or toxic to Corona or Corona, as in <laughs> the beer that everyone loves? <laughs> e-
1: each time we do like a bo- like a bottle open sound like. like, like psh-
0: yeah, <laughs> and so I feel like there's it's, like a little it, a, a timely like reference, th- just so we can really date this podcast. Tropical music playing. Yeah, instead of Britney Spears, I don't know. Just a thought. Maybe next week.
1: <laughs> I wanted to shoot an ad campaign where people pass a Corona bottle like over fences and through houses to each other to like to like share it. Um, okay, uh, news story number one: good. Video game ratings will now warn parents about loot boxes. Ooh, we're talking like the E, the T, the M right underneath there. You're going to see a, a warning for
2: a loot box.
0: Uh, Jared, you can take this one. I got an answer, but what do you think?
2: All right. I'm going to have to say <sighs> toxic. <laughs> yeah, I said, I said, and then I said toxic after that. No uh, Corona. I mean, look, man, a lot of these kids have their parents' credit card just already saved in their PlayStation. And I, the parents should know about that for sure.
0: Yeah. And like, like loot boxes obviously like i'm a big positive reinforcement guy but loot boxes like take that to such a level of like reward through material like instant serotonin gratification it's like not good for your brain mind
1: um i don't know i actually i had kind of an awakening while i was playing Warzone, where i i've completely changed my mind around loot boxes because
0: it's warped your brain mind
1: <laughs> And their morality. No, 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 It had me thinking because I was I was playing Warzone and I was like, my God, this is one of the most polished games of all time and it's free. In fact, I think loot boxes are socialist because literally the like 1% of people are the whales that fund these games by spending
0: lots and they make it free for all of us. Griffin, you know, I haven't, do you know whose business model this is? Who? Casinos and Amazon.com, and I think that they are, are
1: the new socialist warriors. You think the uh,
0: Bellagio and the Jeff Bezos sales kitchen are the socialist <laughs> warriors of the future?
1: Listen, I'm saying that the, the 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 I don't have I don't have any math or or, or facts on this, but I feel like there is uh, like the majority of people that buy lots of loot box stuff are rich kids, right? Because if you're a poor kid, you A can't do that, or if you like steal your parents' credit card, like you're gonna get away with that once, and that's like a parent's role to like enforce that. So yeah, like, but the only all, people all you that are- need
2: is to get away with it once. I mean, think about it. All of us paid only what sixty-five dollars for Final Fantasy Seven. A kid can spend three hundred dollars in one night with his parents' credit card and get and that's already a huge win for the company.
0: And that's five people get to play it for free. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I I still think though, like, how many cases are that compared to just people who are actually wealthy just spending money that they can spend on this stuff?
0: No, I mean there's something there's something to that, and it's definitely better in a free game than in say like Overwatch or something. I think there's I've, yeah. There's some yeah. there's some juice to that. I just think that like b- t- loot boxes are There are other ways to get there with, like, in-game transactions, and loot boxes are just, like, such a maddening thing to me.
2: Yeah, and they haven't put an age restriction on it, just only a warning. Mm -hmm.
0: So rich kids whose parents are notoriously pliable will probably be fine.
1: I guess what I'm saying is, like, uh, uh, loot boxes I'm putting under the umbrella of in-game transactions. So any type of in-game transaction, it's like, this stuff is great because I'm playing the best Call of Duty game ever made for free it's like insane it's like more polished than games that i've paid full price for yeah uh and so i personally i think that model uh overall is a positive one i'm more sympathetic to that for free games like i think if there's stupid rich people that want to spend 500 dollars on a game they love like they should do that and like make it free for other people
0: i mean i think that like i, said, I think i'm sympathetic to that if there's if it's a free game because that's less like amazon um But But
1: like you're right when it's like Overwatch and then you can also spend money on top of the 60. Yeah,
0: exactly. Shit like that or like Star Wars Battlefront or whatever. That
1: shit sucks. All right. Moving on. Uh, The World Health Organization has uh, determined that playing video games will turn humans into grotesque, deformed figures. Um, They recognize video game addiction. Uh, They're warning uh, future gamers will apparently suffer from a series of ailments, including Nintendo arthritis and PlayStation
2: thumb. Uh, oh, man, this is uh, <coughs> Corona.
0: <laughs> well, I think, it, OK, maybe you have a different angle on this. Explain yours, and then I have a take on this that might be the same and it might be different. I mean, this to
2: me just sounds like people saying that if you masturbate, your hands are going to grow hair. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, that's basically where I'm at. Like, I think the headline. I just, itself, I just looked
2: at my hands instinctively. After like, he said what, what, what's, the,
0: what's the difference?
2: Yeah. <laughs> There's such a small difference between playing a video game and, you know, being in front of the television, which our grandparents or our parents' generation grew up with and were just glued to for decades.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, honestly, like, there has to be some studies that, like, while video games are also sedentary, your brain has to be firing on more cylinders than when it's just literally absorbing only. I mean, there's that that Jane
0: McGonigal book I talk about, about, like, how video games make your brain and life better um and there's like she's she's one of many people who have written books about this but like that the kind of puzzle solving and like active recognition and like fast thinking parts of video games like make people's brains work better than say reading a book in some cases
2: oh yeah i'm much i'm much more just uh, uh be, because of dark souls like i have much more i'm willing to just try harder on things and have faith that i will eventually accomplish things
0: I mean, my morning routine before I do work, uh, before I do any work is I wake up, I smoke a cigarette and drink coffee and play 45 minutes of Baba is You Um, and then like go about my day just to get like a brain warm up. Like, I think that's a very real thing. I will say, though, that the idea of video games turning everyone into like spooky gremlins (laughs) is like fucking awesome to me. Like the, the, I, I pi- wish the that,
1: picture is so funny that they released. I wish it's, that
0: the fucking headline had been like, and if they hit too many video games, their spines will curve and they'll grow spikes and one of them will wear a top hat. Like
1: Yeah, it's like, okay, which one is it? Is it turning us into like military serial killers, or is it turning us into couch potatoes? Like it can't be both. Like it can't like be like making us violent, but also making our hands melt.
0: It might like, be like which um, one is it? It might be like that George R. R. Martin story of the wild cards where like Nine, like nine out of or one out of every 10 people got a disease and then one out of every 10 of those people got the really bad version. So maybe like 10 <laughs> percent of gamers become couch potatoes and then 10 percent of that 10 percent becomes. Sure,
1: screwed. you're you're right. There's a large variety of gamers that come in all shapes, sizes and and yeah. uh, mentalities. It's, uh, it's true. <laughs> next story, uh, Nebraska to stream video game simulation of spring game.
2: <laughs>
1: Wait, what is so spring what the- game? they're gonna they're gonna their their spring game is uh like their spring let's see what what fucking basically is so
0: basically for football for college football most big yeah it's called college football division one teams have like their spring game which is like when like the official roster first like gets together at the beginning of spring and everyone does football and people are like wow that guy looks good or like that guy sucks or whatever and then that's the spring game this
1: time they're doing it like they're doing it in a video game so they're gonna like do the game in a video game
2: oh I would say that's that's pretty cool. That's sweet. But I have
0: a big question about this, because my favorite of all sports franchise games of all time is the NCAA football game where you can just run a college football team for a hundred years. Um and like create an ultimate arsenal of weirdos. What game are they fucking playing? Do they have like a proprietary college football video game that I don't get to have? Yeah. Is
1: there one where like you can literally like alter like the stats super specifically to be like make the real teams like as statistically accurate as possible? I guess you
0: could hire some nerds to do that in Madden, but it would take you so long. There's no game like that
1: in sports where you can just literally edit player by player and like form a team. Like even if it's like a mediocre team.
0: You can. You could do an add-in, but it would just take so much time.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Cornhuskers in Nebraska, I believe in you. I'm giving that a... Yeah. That's a... We do it for the family. And finally, (laughs) uh, the New York court rules Call of Duty video game as art. Protecting it. Uh, okay, here's the situation. Which one? <laughs> uh, the the military vehicle brand Humvee was suing Call of Duty for using their brand in their games. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, the New York judges ruled that the video game is art and thus protected under the U.S. Constitution's First Amendment.
2: I would
1: say, yeah. fuck Humvee. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. Is Humvee yeah. like thirsty? Like, what's going? Like, what is is Humvee okay? Like, do they need oh, money? No I don't one's g-
0: buying armored personnel carriers anymore. We're <laughs> fucked. I'm just like Call
1: this of is like Duty. You're, you're
2: advertising
1: shit. You're biting the hand that feeds here. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, th- like Call of Duty is is designed to make people like love the fucking military. Although uh, maybe Humvee is hurting
0: <laughs> for money now that it's all drones. That's true. Maybe that's this is like their desperate grasp to hold on to a fading market. Humvee you gotta evolve hum- you know right Humvee is the
1: GameStop of military vehicles dude that's a Honda, a hondo for <laughs> that's true it's
0: like they're like we can still do it and it's like no what we're flying yeah we have robots we don't need to put a bunch of guys in a small car uh I could drive the Humvee like through the front of your wall and deliver a package
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god oh, what, a, what a horrible world hell yeah I'm giving that a ch- <laughs> yeah on.
1: Uh, well that was toxic or toxic. It feels good to be back in the segments. Feels good to be back in the saddle. Let's get into the main segment. No history this time. Holy crap, big release. Final Fantasy VII
2: remake. Uh I'll let I'll let Jared uh start with yeah. the initial thoughts. All right. Well, I think we've talked about this on this podcast before, but just for people who haven't listened to whatever episode that was, both Lux and I have a very special relationship with the original game in that it was Uh, I don't want to put words in Lux's mouth. I'll just say that it was the first RPG that I ever played. I think there's a whole generation of kids like us who never got sucked into the narrative of a video game like they did Final Fantasy VII, never really got sucked into an RPG like they did Final Fantasy VII. So as a young third grader or whatever I was in, I became obsessed with stories and narrative and visual arts all because of Final Fantasy VII. And so... I was looking forward to be feeling like I was eight years old again when I bought this game. And uh, I'll let Lux tell his background before it, because I don't want to be the first one to, to say what he thinks about it. I'm a little bit nervous.
0: Um, I mean, oh, mine's wow. largely the same, like... Um like we talked about the show, like I learned how to read, watch my brother play video games and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah no one no one say what they feel about the game. Let's do lead up for yeah. like 10 more minutes each of us, Let's like handing keep it off. The
0: people on the edge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but now, yeah, no, my background's Lux, the same. Try not to be positive or negative in your lead up. My
0: background's about the same. Like I <laughs> watched my brother playing video games growing up and I'd watch like Patrella Crondo or whatever. But this is like the first one where I like demanded that I like take control and play the whole thing by myself and like get super into it. And I was like a little younger than than Jared would have been. And it was just like a pretty mind bending experience. Also, it's like this and Heroes of Might and Magic, I think also seven were the two things that taught me that you could have fantasy and sci-fi in the same thing, Mm, which was like a mind bending connection that you could have magic and computer at the mm-hmm. same time was just like mm-hmm. too much. Um, but, yeah, no, this was like a this was a really big game for me as a youth. Um, yeah. and so and yeah. And then for for me,
1: you know, it was a really big game for me as well because my first experience of course, as you guys know, was watching Final Fantasy Advent Children on the PSP. and <laughs> um, playing
0: Crisis Core.
1: <laughs> that was my first introduction to the characters and the, the story and I I, th- I think that it was um it was an important it was it was it was seminal for me uh different i'm um, so I'm a different type of fan i'm a different type of breed um but then my next encounter with the characters was through the kingdom hearts games uh and then i retroactively went and played the final fantasy games um Whoa. so it's been a it's been a long time coming and it's been quite a journey but um I loved Advent Children. I, I I maybe if I had gone the different direction, started with Seven, and then watched Advent Children, I'd be like, "This sucks." Uh, But for me, I don't know. Like this, Advent Children is closer to me to what this game feels like uh, than than the original game. Like, yeah. I think Advent Children has a lot of similarities, and this is a positive thing I'm saying. I think Advent Children (laughs) shares a lot with this because this remake is like questioning what a remake is by just like playing fast and loose with everything and, and doing all sorts of different stuff.
2: Hold on, I'm curious what order did you play the Final Fantasy 7 ga- or Final Fantasy games in and uh okay. and like how old were you when you played 7 for the first time or or like what year was that roughly? <laughs> I played I played 7 last year yeah, 2019. for the first time. Oh, okay. 2019. How does it hold up?
1: Um I thought it was sweet but to be honest with you, I got like 60% through it and act two just dragged for me. Like it just felt like there was like a lot of filler towns and I like wanted to get back to the main plot. And I just like, I was on an emulator. So it wasn't like the ideal experience. I just, I just, I, I put it away because I know the whole plot. Like I I know every story beat, just cause that is like, m- that's like canon of video games. Also there's like, a certain, the, the plot of Final I, Fantasy.
0: I think, if I were playing Final Fantasy VII for the first time now, just the way that it looked and the way that it played, I would be like, "This is a really cool story, but it's pretty clunko." It's still competently made, yeah. and
1: like it's like it's about as like high production value to me as like, um, I mean, without the 3D cinematics, it reminds me of just like playing Golden Sun or something. Yeah. like it's like it's like fun, and it's good, but it just like it. It, it didn't hold my attention simply because I know the whole story anyways. And so it's like act two felt like a chore. There's
0: no carrot at the end of that stick. Kind
1: of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but it was still like, Oh, this is solid. And this is a solid game still. Um, but the biggest thing that like, I didn't really realize until this game was about to, the remake was about to come out is this is directed Jared. By I the guy know. who made Kingdom Hearts.
2: I know. Yeah. Uh.
1: So, Oh no. I'm, <laughs> so I'm I'm for me, this might be this I, there's a lot to think about here. There's a lot to think about.
0: Because I think this might be a redemption of <laughs> Kingdom <laughs> Hearts <Redemption>. 3. <laughs> okay, let's not okay. I'm willing like, to hear I'm, the story of this is a redemption arc for guy who directed Kingdom Hearts 3. I will not hear a word of this being leveraged in praise of Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, game. no, no, no. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is, in fact, that the, that Final Fantasy Seven Remake
1: is Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, the, the <laughs> official subtitle for for Tetsu Nomura fans is calling this one Kingdom Hearts 3. Well, this Because is, we can just erase the other one. Because the other one was, like, homework for him, apparently.
0: Well, really it does... it This... That does make me feel, and I've been thinking about this a lot today in particular, that both Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy fifteen were kind of dry runs for this game in different ways. Yeah. There are certain mm. mechanical and stylistic things they were both kind of trying out that you can definitely see in Final Fantasy Seven Remake, Um, but they are better. They're, like, better honed and more effective and more, like, just generally more fun and good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those were definitely, like, I've just been noticing, especially because... So uh, one piece of story that we'll all love to hear is that uh, my PlayStation got unplugged over the weekend while the hard drive was plugged in, and so nightmare. all my save files got destroyed. So <sighs> nightmare. I'm Shit. back. I'm back on Make Reactor Five for a second time. Oh, oh man. And have only that's that's a lot. Yeah, and I've only I'm only a chapter or two behind where I was because I didn't get super duper far, but I'd be close to beating it if I had to sort of had the whole yeah. time. Um, that fucking sucks. But that being so, I haven't, I haven't gotten super far in it, but the, like this section where you're like running around doing all this fighting, fighting all these different kinds of monsters and shit feels very Final Fantasy 15, but there's also elements of it that feel very Kingdom Hearts 3. And then, but it's just to me, more better executed synthesis of both those things than. Either one, yeah. is okay. Themselves.
1: So, so Jared, you gotta you gotta put the first knife in this pig. Okay, what, what, I'm gonna say a, a-
2: I'm gonna say that I think I'm enjoying it, but there's some caveats to that. One, okay, look, I know we all knew that it was only going to be the Midgar section co- going mm. into this, but I can't help but that giving me this feeling of dread that this is going to end before I want it to. So much of what made Final Fantasy 7 special for me was that it was a fucking adventure with a capital A. You saw yeah. so many different settings so many different awesome towns so many I mean as far as the second act dragging I have not actually played this game for probably 20 years it was one of those things where when it came out I played it probably four times in three or four years or something like that but I haven't played it in a long time so the Mm -hmm. fact that we're not going to be able to see anything outside of Midgar is still a bummer for me um Especially because Midgar is a fucking shithole, and I know that that's kind of the point, but yeah. I want to see Cosmo Canyon. Yeah. yeah, I want to see all these other badass locations, all the
0: temples, all the mm-hmm. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and in twenty thirty two, you will.
2: Yeah, for right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, that. Uh, that does get to one of my frustrations for sure. Is that like, I I'm really enjoying this game a lot. Like, I like it a ton, but it is a bummer that I'm just like. Once this story kicks into second gear and we begin sort of like getting out of the sort of prelude and into like the real meat of like the the bigger story that's p- happening, as far as I understand it, the game ends. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're
2: just waiting to get the rug swept up from under you, and that's a shitty feeling. But,
0: but I will uh-huh. say this, some of the plot stuff that they've been seeding, and again, I'm not as yes. far as I want to be, um, makes me think that maybe there's a lot more meat on the bone of Midgar this time. I mean, obviously there is because there's a bunch more quests and stuff like that, but also that yeah. like... This is tying into that bigger adventure in more direct and interesting ways than I think it did in the original. Cause there are some like pretty major differences that I've yes. picked up uh in what I've played of this game and some stuff that's been yeah. spoiled for me and shit. So Yeah.
1: First thing, organization thirteen is back and now they're ghosts and they're <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, okay. Sure. That's, <laughs> uh, what that, that's what that is.
0: It's a bunch of I'm Xenohorts. Like, I'm like,
1: hell yeah, dude. Xenohort. Dude, they dude can't wait till Sephiroth Fights Xenohort or Z- Xenohort?
0: Um, what is it? Oh.
1: Xenohort. Yeah, Xenohort. Uh,
0: <laughs> cool, great
1: name. For for me, I know what you guys are saying um, because yeah, there's so much other stuff to get to, um, and every piece of this game feels like a, like a tasty. Like slice of a tiny cake that you need to like slow down to like enjoy because you'll be worried it's like gone. Um But on the other hand, the stuff that they have decided to flesh out and spend more time on, I'm really fucking enjoying. Oh yeah, yeah. like the 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 character of Jesse or whatever. I think that's her yeah, name. Jesse, the yeah. girl whose um, mom you ignored. Yeah. The, well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I forgot that specific about it, but I really enjoyed that mission of going to her. House oh my god! Amazing. Uh, and it like really flushes out the world and and it really has such an interesting like take on, on just like class and corporatism and, and it's, and it's like hitting all that stuff, like in all of these scenes, um, in a way that I really like, and I feel like Final Fantasy, like, when I played it, the original, it was, like, flirting with a lot of those ideas, but, like, you had to, like, spend the time to think about them, whereas this game is, like, no, we're talking explicitly about this stuff, like, all the time.
2: Yeah, those are some really interesting parts that I wasn't expecting, because I did go into this kind of half expecting it to be just, like, a a lot of Tetsuya Nomura flamboyances, and (laughs) we do get that in the one thing with, what's the, uh, Lux, what's the name of the guy on the fucking bike? Roche! Roche,
1: oh, <laughs> dude, Roche. I'm
0: revving up for Roche. You're I revving up for Roche.
2: It. See, I was like, uh Roche. That was a that was an addition I didn't need. You're
0: like, slow this dude, speed demon down. I, I like, appreciated. Lo- I, I appreciated
2: it. the. I mean, the 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 gameplay mechanic of fighting him. That's another thing I actually really like. I mean, me being a Dark Souls and Neo guy, I like it when it's just Cloud versus one other guy. Right after mm-hmm. that, there's you fight uh, one of the Turks. I uh, can't remember which one. Uh, Reno, I think, and it's like a one-on-one battle. That's an awesome duel yeah. in the church. In the church, yeah. I just did that one. That battle is sick because yeah. he's just like dodging all your attacks. That's about that's really where sweet. my
0: game was when I ate shit. Dude,
2: that's so funny. Um, we're all in basically the same spot.
0: Um, but yeah, it's good that we're. All, it's good that we're all in the same spot. It's good that I don't know this game. I I really like the sort of depth it's adding to all that stuff. The Jesse missions are really good, that, and that actually speaks to. And on the subject of both that and and Roche this speaks to what I think is like some really impressive level design stuff where like the Jesse mission starts off with this, like kind of weird cutscene where you're talking about going to meet, to meet her parents and going with like bigs and wedge on this thing to go get this Midgar special pizza. And then you're on these motorcycles and all of a sudden there's this crazy chase fight um, with regular guards. Then Roche shows up and there's all this like dodging blade work stuff happening and lightnings everywhere. You fight off Roche and then you get to, the you get to Jesse's house or whatever and you do that like really emotionally intense mission where you meet her dad who's in a Mako coma yeah. and like mm-hmm. she talks to her, to her parents and it's all really slow paced and like dramatic and then you get out of that and you get to the fucking this like buy new supplies, train for a second spot and then all of a sudden you're in this giant like w- series of waves fight um, yeah. that then culminates in a one on one fight with Roche so like it's really good like variants of types of Like, that's all one mission. And so there's really good variants of, like, types of action you're taking across a single mission in a way that's, like, really fucking impressive and really fucking cool and creative. And, like, basically every big mission is like that, where there's, like, a couple of different things happening.
1: I just texted you after the bike level. like, I just did the bike level. Because I love Roche because, he yeah, he, A, is, like more of, like, a cheesy member of Organization Thirteen in terms – and so it's, like, so Kingdom Hearts, but – uh, and just, like, the way that he whips his bike around was just, like, visually insane. Like, yeah. the way that he, like, rided his bike was just so undeniably, like, something that could only be done in a video game right now. Like, it was so fucking cool. Um, he's, he's also and, just so fucking
0: anime in a way, in a yeah. way that, like – the one thing about this game is that it, it loses some of the tone of seven of the original seven, which I've talked about on the show before, being like really fucking funny to me. That it's like all these like serious dudes in weird situations. Um And this game kind of loses some of that by like making everything a little bit more defined and fleshed out. Yeah, but it adds right. a little bit more like anime style, like heightened drama things. And Roche is like, Mwah! just like straight yeah. out of the pages <laughs> of like Hunter Hunter, or like I guess. And, and, Or like some other weird sword motorcycle anime, like some Akira shit. It's
1: awesome. And correct me if I'm wrong, but one thing I really like about Roche is that they're like introducing more of the soldiers. Yeah, Yeah. Like, and like, I feel like in Final Fantasy VII, fuck, they're always talking about this soldier program. And I do. You meet like two soldiers, right, or three? Like Flad's friend as well. Zack and Cloud, right? Isn't that that's it? it? Yeah, I yeah. think that is it. And and that's like such a missed opportunity in the original game. That's like, oh, like this is awesome to think about, like like these other soldiers that didn't go rogue and are still working for uh, Shinra. The, the Shinra and stuff. And it's like, oh hell yeah, like those. That's that's like a really smart, cool move. That's why I liked it too.
0: Well, here's the, sorry. Uh, I want to get more Jared's thoughts, but this is this is a great segue to one of my conspiracy theories. Okay. Um, not even a conspiracy theory. Maybe just a regular theory. Um. <laughs> So, Forrest, a uh, friend of the pod who gave me the hard drive, um, he and I went through a list of, like, the most popular Final Fantasy characters in Japan, and Zack was 10th from <laughs> oh. all games? That's um, crazy. Because people fucking love him in the first game. They love him in Crisis Core, the, like, spinoff game about him that was, like, only mm-hmm. on the PSP. Yeah. Um, was
2: number Was number one Lightning...
0: Um, I don't, I think number one might've been, it might've been cloud. It might've been Sephiroth. It was, I think it was someone from seven Oh, okay. oh or it might've been someone from six. I can't remember. There was a lot of six and seven in the top, uh, section. but, but yeah, so here's, so this is the theory He's number 10 ranked in the whole fucking list in Japan. People love crisis core. I think we're going to get a lot more soldier. Cause I think we're probably going to get some other Zach some more depth in that character. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more of that stuff going on in the game, especially because of the other cool thing. Um, which is this hinting that there's like some like the war with Wutai is always like alluded to occasionally in the first in the original mm. game. But yeah. in this it feels like a fucking plot element, like a yeah. serious yeah. um, one. But see that
2: but that just makes me want to see uh what they do with Yuffie all the more, but we won't get to see it.
0: Yes. I mean, right. And there's that's that's yeah. the downside. But the upside is that we have this whole I don't
2: like, want to I don't wanna dwell on this. I'm not gonna just dwell on the fact that it's not complete, but goddamn. Is it kind yeah. of a bummer?
0: No, it, it's definitely... And it, it colors everything about it, which is frustrating. Like, yeah. I
1: think you, the game should be 800 gigabytes, and I think you have to buy a
0: second console and tape it to it to be able to play the game. <sighs> I would fucking gigabytes? pay. Yeah.
2: 800
0: <laughs> gigabytes? That's not even a quarter of my new hard drive. Um, that's nothing to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what are some of your other thoughts, Jared? Before I have a couple other random tangents to get into, but we should we should talk how them sticks feel. Oh, how do them sticks feel for you, Jared? Them
2: sticks feel good. Uh, that yeah. I cannot complain about. The dodging, everything seems really precise. Uh, when I am losing, I know it's my fault. I'm never blaming the controller. I've actually on the airbuster battle, I actually died a couple times, and it really yeah. made me kind of re-strategize and everything. And uh I did beat yeah, it I've and a felt few really times good. In this one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that I think I it's complete flawless celebration is the music. I just am loving revisiting yes. all these amazing God. tunes. <laughs> the music is so fucking good. But then it but just every yeah. time I say that, I'm like, I love the Cosmo Canyon theme. Why won't I be able to hear that? Maybe they'll <laughs> give us in like one of those uh, CDs that you can get throughout the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I'm so glad they brought back... oh well, of course, they had to bring back the Uematsu score. I mean, they couldn't yeah, not do yeah. that. If they didn't do that, then there would be riots. Um, yeah, but a lot of it's, like, slightly reworked
1: sometimes,
2: uh, which I which is, like, really interesting to hear.
0: I also the really that, like... That
2: I was going to say, if I could just be critical of one thing, because I am mostly enjoying the game, but um, I'm really not that impressed with the environments and... Because I feel like this is after Grand Theft Auto V, and uh, you know when you're running through the slums of Midgar, sometimes you see people fading in in the distance. You see them loading in. Uh, I feel like I've seen the same model person like over and over again as I'm running through Midgar. And I know I'm. That's kind of a nitpick, but I feel like if you are going to place the entire game in Midgar, then it better feel like triple A, like uh, Grand Theft Auto five or like red dead. And maybe that's just an un realistic expectation for me. Cause I know square is not in the position to spend that much money on this game.
1: Here's, yeah. The difference for me is like it with the rockstar games, it's very like European. So it's like, Oh yeah. Like we're going to put like, s- like all sorts of details into the townspeople. But like with like square Enix, they're like, we're going to make like all the main characters, so incredible looking and so fuckable and so hot (laughs) like i want to have sex with cloud yeah Uh, i mean the fact on this podcast now the fact
2: that Um, these characters are so hot and not fucking is is weird
1: yeah, but it's like they, but like Square Enix is like, oh yeah, and everyone else just kind of looks like a
0: faceless peasant. But well, like the main characters are incredibly hot. It's very funny to me that first jumped out when I did the quest for you to find all the cats, you know? hmm. Yeah. Um, and then cats I, cats are hot. The and then cats I are talked good. to Wilmer or whatever, Weimer. Uh-huh. Um, and he just was so much less detailed than the cats. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. He what was the fuck. Like he looks pretty terrible. <laughs> like the like the quest should have
1: been like the cats being like, "I've lost my NPC. Will you find him for me?" <laughs> yeah. And then you like deliver
0: the man back to the cats. <laughs> there's like it's the there's some elements of the graphics in the game. Uh, the the bike race, like we talked about. Uh, the interior, of some of the reactors, the town when you're just walking around, not talking to anyone, just ambiently. That I think are fucking awesome. Um, I love the way people in the town talk around you and how their talk changes as you become more ingrained the in the community. The conversations are yeah.
1: incredible. It's like, it's that's the other thing that this game, I, I haven't seen many games tackle this, which is like the the consent of like the people for the corporation is like a really interesting take. Like, you know, there's like a lot oh. of like neolibs living in the town that are like, well, we gotta do our best for the company. That's the only way to make change.
0: Oh, totally. I mean, I thought one thing that would jump out at you Jared and and maybe it has and we haven't talked about it yet is that is that like this is a big like this game really puts a lot of question marks about your ability to like really revolt against the system. Yeah. Like, can you break out of the system? Because, like, it my guess is that part of the thing they're doing, letting you get away with these explosions, is like fund the war with Wutai. Which is like, if that's true, then like, are you even doing a good thing destroying
1: the reactors? Right. Like, yeah. No, right. Like, that's the first time I thought even was asked that as opposed to like in the original game, they're like, yeah, eco terrorist. And that's like all they say. But like in this game, like the characters seriously have guilt about what they're doing. Yeah, like, in like
0: the Jesse's quest is she was like, I got too big an explosive and I killed a bunch of people and I want to use a better, smaller, easier explosive this time. It's nuts.
1: It's like, oh, my God, like this is a level of uh, depth and complexity and thought on the story that I just did not expect.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, the end of the 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 end of the third the original has like a part where they're like, maybe the environment's good, but we shouldn't be terrorists about it. And someone else is like, right. But the environment's really good, and they're like, I guess it's hard to say. But right. this like really specifically complicates really small elements of that conversation really fucking in really impressive ways. Um, it makes it hard to know like how this game even feels about like re- revolting against your landlord or whatever.
2: Mm. <laughs> uh, Those are great points.
0: Yeah, it's really... Fu- to me, it's really fun, cool. I mean, a lot of that comes from the extra depth, too. I'm not torn up that I haven't had to, like, dress Cloud up as a lady to sneak into a house. And I'd happily not have that if it means I get more times with like, Jesse talking about, like, how she's, like, an upper-class person who became a rebel because her dad got sick or whatever Wedge's story is or Biggs' story and more about... Like, getting more depth to those characters really um, avoids the sort of Avengers problem that Final Fantasy games have sometimes, which is this idea that, like this is an important quest for everyone because if we don't do it, the world will end and you don't want the world to end. Do you? Um, But instead I'm like, Oh, I need to do this for my friends. Uh, Which is Um, much more dramatically compelling.
1: Yeah. And like, and but people like view you like, like normally in video games, the peasant people are like, thank you, sir. You're saving the town. And now, like in this game, it's like, oh, like you people are ruining our lives. Please stop doing this. And so there's like a moral conflict there that's really interesting. I'm excited to see how they keep uh, moving that through. The last thing I want to talk about was like a little bit more about the gameplay. Like, I I love this gameplay because it's like, It's essentially like Kingdom Hearts, but two more layers. And those layers are like the staggering uh, and the switching between party members to like pull that off. And like just like the the extra layers of complexity that they add to this sort of like hacky slashy like Kingdom Hearts style combat is just like so fucking good.
2: Yeah. And there isn't the press triangle every couple minutes to turn into to turn a, into into a ship. yeah to turn into a true true train
1: <laughs> yeah like I just like it's it, going back to the Kingdom Hearts 3 thing it feels like like Nomura literally just was like rushing Kingdom Hearts 3 out I mean like the cinematics in Kingdom Hearts 3 there's like all this awkward pacing and spacing between like the 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 characters and their dialogue there's that one like, part
0: where Hercules gives a monologue with the top two thirds of his head are cut off by the yeah, top of the frame it's,
1: it's, like, it's like he just g- gave up on it and was like no I'm gonna do Final Fantasy 7 because, like, you watch a cinematic in Final Fantasy 7 and it's like tightly paced. You can barely notice that it's like actually lip-synced for Japanese instead of English. Like, it's like just like a really tightly constructed scenes that are like well edited and, and the and camera work. Camera work yeah. is moving around. Like the camera work has been incredible uh, uh, in all these moments.
0: Yeah, the camera work's amazing. Every character sounds and is written mostly better, except for kind of Barrett, who's still the same sort of just like. 80s black guy with gun mr t character um, but like you know th- that was never going to change so i'm not like too mad about that um <laughs> like it's a bummer but it's life um <laughs> now he's more early 2000s black guy with a gun yeah no he's definitely um. still got a lot of mr t energy there i think but um it's it's the game just fucking rules. I'm so excited to see. It. I like that you see Sephiroth so much earlier in this game, and he becomes yes. like a he becomes like a structuring absence once you stop seeing him. You've got like these spooky ghosts, you see Aerith at the beginning, and not really for a while. Um there's just in the way that like you don't really have the same train graveyard sequence, at least I haven't yet, mm-hmm. but you have like a different train situation. Yeah, I oh. mean, I've been hearing from people
1: that, like, haven't played the original, that they're, like, confused, and I'm playing this game, like, they're, they're explaining this game and story better than they ever have.
0: Yeah, who's confused? Is it Hunter?
1: No, people uh, People online, and, like, Michael Goldenberg, my roommate, was like, I've been reading that people don't get the story, and I'm like, I actually think they're explaining the story clearer than they ever have.
0: Yeah, what's well, not to get? You're a bunch of eco-terrorists, and it's complicated. I, <laughs> people, I also... people just
1: don't like when they grunt. People just freak out.
2: I love how it's almost a separate skill set to play each character.
1: Yes, completely. And you have to remember it. It's like, okay, like, Barrett's got more of a charged shot level range stuff. But then Tifa, like, she has to use her, like, super to charge and then charge her, like, normal attacks. So, yeah, everyone has these
2: different uh mechanics uh so yeah it's like and i'm just like starting it, to just now get comfortable with each one so i can right. it's taking a while but i imagine yeah. that soon when i get my three party members that i'm really comfortable switching between them and switching different styles of play is gonna feel pretty awesome yeah yeah and tifa kicks fucking she ass. does she's like she's the, awesome. the total damage dealer
1: yeah, yeah.
2: she's super sweet She's
1: DPS, uh, but but I'm just I am so attracted to all of the female characters, but then Cloud, man, there's he's looks he's looking hotter than ever. Cloud's yeah, an great. ultimate,
0: an ultimate hunk in this game. So is Big, to be honest. Yeah. Um everyone in this game is super attractive. And that's so is Heidegger. Heidegger, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm glad they kept that name. I was worried they were gonna make they were gonna like change the reference, but They'd, I mean, I guess they did because Heidegger's a kind of very different character in the original. But uh, uh, honestly, the Airbuster looking thick too. Okay, every everything is hot. My favorite is the reactor. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm in love with the plate. <laughs> um. now it's time for us to rate that game, boys, girls, and friends beyond the binary. That's the part where we give the show, where we give our final thoughts, and a rating on a scale from one to five joysticks. Jared, since you are our guest, Common Currency dictates you go first. Wow, I haven't right. done that in a long time.
2: God, this is like asking me, the last time I felt this conflicted about rating something before it was quote-unquote finished was when somebody asked me, did you like The Matrix Reloaded before The Matrix Revolutions came out? And right. So, mm-hmm. I mean... Ugh. And you weren't sure if the blonde dreadlock twins were going to make it a reappearance That's true.
0: or not. That's in true. In this house, and- we call them the Spaghetti Brothers. And, then, and when, the spaghetti,
1: when, the sp- when the Spaghetti Siblings, I won't gender them. Fair enough. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, when, the spaghetti, when the Spaghetti Siblings did not appear in Revolutions, you kind of had to pack up and go home, right? So,
2: yeah, look, I'm just going to say 4.5 out of 5 joysticks. Nice. <laughs> uh, basically, the only thing that's keeping me from it is I would like a little bit more technical prowess. Uh would like some of the the townspeople to not look like carbon copies of each other as much, and just the feeling of dread that's hanging over me that I don't know when this yeah. is going to end, but it's going to be before I want it to. Right.
0: Yeah. Um. I think I'm in about the same place. I'll give it a four point five. Um. I want to give it a five, just in the sense that like it pretty much perfectly executes everything that it's doing. But I do have this weird Paul of just like, I know some stuff and I know things aren't going to be exactly the same. And it's it's just hard for me to look at this game in, independently from the original. Yeah. Uh, which makes it hard to rate it. I think if this were just like a totally new game that was called like sword bro, tree, tree love, like number one and everything else was the same as it is with different character names, but like all the proper nouns are different, but everything else is the same. I'd probably give it a five. Um, for
1: copying Final Fantasy,
0: well, well, for being its own. If it were, if it were this game, but co- yeah, sure, I know what you meant. Yeah, I know what you but mean. Yeah, fair point. But it, if it if like if this were a totally fresh game, I think you'd give it a five. It's just hard to do that in the context of like playing it as a remake and like knowing there are changes and like knowing some things that I want to see pay off aren't going to pay off or things are going to. But but it's also like different enough that it's like it feels like a separate game. I guess that's the thing. It might be a five for me if when I finish it, it feels like enough has changed Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like the tone and the story Mm -hmm. and the ideas. Um, Yeah. But if it does feel like just a bigger version of set of the original, I'm probably just going to stick it at four or five. Uh, Yeah. But I'll update next week after I beat it.
1: Yeah. Um, For, yeah, for me, uh, you know, I think that, that this, just like Final Fantasy VII, the original is kind of stepping up the craft once again in in ways that um that i think are really interesting they may not be doing it in the in like the procedural generated like amount of like like pixels in the backdrop like it doesn't look like the backdrops won't look as good as like fucking destiny 2 or something or like the npcs like won't all look good but like i don't really care about those things like the things that they're pushing forward in like the camera work and these cinematics and like the the gameplay that seems chaotic but has like a very specific rhythm and balance and like logic to it um to just like the fucking music and just like video games are supposed to be a vibe and a vibe like take you somewhere and and this game fucking does that for me i'm saying it's a five and maybe it starts sucking out of nowhere but right now i'm like damn this is one of the one of the like the this is just like what I needed. Animal Crossing didn't take like escape me from like my reality. Like everything else really hasn't. Um this is the game that like maybe be like, damn, like I can really escape to this place for a little bit. Uh I'm giving it a five. That that rules. I'm yeah
0: here's what I'm gonna say. I think that if this game had come out um like a month before Animal Crossing, <laughs> uh I think we might have like a it might be way easier to give this a five right now, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it just like it, Death Stranding, like so up the game cinematically, artistically, stylistically, writing wise, on video games. Um, that like it doesn't, this doesn't feel quite as like game changingly impressive to me as maybe I want it to. I I think for me, it's
1: because they are doing something really fucking brave and that's fucking with the story. Yeah, like,
0: that part it would be that element whips ass, to and me. I think
1: that is like a is, is something like that's that that's like leadership in in gaming and in and in like the idea of remakes, and that like something that like Hollywood should consider too when they do these remakes is like, I, I. Like They are keeping the the essentials, the things that matter to people and like the heart, but they're they're bold and brave enough to to reinvent, um, to tell the story even better. Uh, and I think that like it would have been so much easier for them to just up the graphics and make it be like a frame by frame recreation. Um, but they didn't. And uh, it's a lot riskier. And I think that's another reason why I like. It.
0: Yeah, they're painting a much more complicated picture with this. And that's a big risk. But it's really it is impressive how much they're pulling it off.
2: Yeah, um, I, I mean, think I, that
0: that's fair to say.
2: I agree with everything you guys are saying and I mean, I it, honestly if they had the whole game out and it was $120, you know, right up front, I would pay it. Yeah, that makes
0: sense. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I I think with this game just before we get out of here, I think of this game. I'm probably gonna play each episode as it comes out, and then I'll probably play all of them together in a row once they're all out. And I bet that will be a fucking wild experience.
2: Okay, so seriously, though, also I'll be
0: 47.
2: Like, let's all guess when, how many episodes there will be, and when they will come out. Okay, yeah, that's a good prediction.
0: Five, um, here- and it wraps okay. in
2: 2030. <laughs> oh God, really? Sh- I see. I'm gonna say that there's gonna be three. And that we're gonna get the next one by the end of this year. I know that's like really ambitious, but that's what I'm going for.
0: God, I I pray, I pray to say you're right.
1: My my my, I'm going for aspirational right now. I think Jared's a little off, but I am hoping this turns into at least for the next couple of years. Now that they've like built the framework of these of what these games are like, um, like I hope they do like a Call of Duty release like once a year. Uh, I think there's five games but i think the fifth game is like released like the like uh like the hbo does like sopranos or some shit in like two parts so yeah i think it's like a i think it's five to six games and i think it ends in 2027 my god my god my god that's, my, that's 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 my that's my aspirational
0: jesus christ i mean i guess that's in, i said 2030 so who the fuck am i <laughs> oh all right uh
1: well, hell
2: yeah well
0: jared do you have anything i guess i mean i i know you have things to plug um uh, do you want no, to plug just your plug it
2: yeah check us out on wisecrack youtube.com slash wisecrack movie podcast show me the meaning uh you can find it on the same place that you find this podcast and yeah that's about it
0: yeah uh, have me on to talk about bloodshot um <laughs> uh griffin what about you you've been doing a shitload of shit uh yeah we
1: uh, i've been doing this charity stream for ProtectNurses.org. we don't know when the next one is yet though there's nothing really to promote there but we raised a lot of money for the first one uh we had uh nick kroll and maria bamford a bunch of people so thank you guys all for being on it because you're all listening to this right like nick you can hear me thanking you right here
0: thanks um
1: (laughs) uh other than that, we've been doing Choom Room Monday through Friday, uh, and Wednesday nights specifically, you can see Lux come on and Dungeon Master, uh, an original one-shot every week, so that's been very fun. Twitch.tv slash Choom Room.
0: Yeah, that's going to be fun. I'll be there uh, the day you're hearing this episode. Uh, hopefully, I'll be on for some more of the gaming streams as we get our setup and I get my time situated in a way that doesn't suck my brain out. Insanely, Lux, I have had three people into my twitch chat go oh hi i love the podcast and i'm like who are you oh <laughs> shit i really need to start showing up oh, <laughs> and stop being like i'll text you tomorrow about it and then i just play <laughs> day. Um, yeah so well, well we'll try and fix that um i'm not doing anything they're not even a show no pwr right now so yeah check out all my stuff at wisecrack um and remember to check out Haley's stuff at youtube and at instagram at eat every sound it's food based asmr it whips ass um, and that's going to do it for us this week my name is Lux, I'm your host, your co Griffin Davis your guest is Jared Bauer, your editor-producer is Haley Clemen your intern Outro Musics by Matthew Born. your artist by Brittany Metz, goodbye internet, we love you very much Final Fantasy 7 Remake